Welcome everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology professor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. Oh, that's really great. Isn't it? Hey, yeah, we, we I tried especially to enjoy the sound effects. The human torch <laughs> was denied a bank loan. <gasps> what? Have seen Ron what Burgundy? Have you never seen Ron Burgundy? No. You've never seen Ron Burgundy? No. It is the second best Will Ferrell movie ever made. Oh, I don't know about that. It's that good. And we were trying to watch it with our son last night, and he was not having it. <laughs> And so we watched something else, but Beth and I really love that you show. you wish that you were still all, watching all, that. The Human mm. Torch was denied a bank loan. He's warming up for the show. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm anyway. going to have to watch that, apparently. Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. We're Great. going then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for happening. sure. Yes. We're going to go. We're going. Welcome back, Tammy. Welcome back. How are you doing? Welcome back. I'm doing- I think you're doing okay. I'm you doing seem okay. like relative. Did school start this week? I'm chill. For you? No, school started last week for me. For- for your teaching. Yeah, last week. Last week. Mm-hmm. And that so must be, be going okay. It's going okay. Yeah, right? it's all it's all online, of course. And um, that's seven new for sections. me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, three. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going okay. I'm figuring it out. How are the kids? Not, um, I mean, your students. My students, they yeah. They might not be kids. Um, no. They might I, not, they're not youth. They're all not all youth. I had several that, like, skip the first week and then like oh no i i didn't realize we were going now i'm like wait no you're no <laughs> you're so anyway. a quasi adult now yes you know when these are yes yeah. yeah no i think um i have been very intentional this week which today is wednesday so yes. you so know there's three still whole days, time for it to unravel um of like staying off of um news feeds oh so i've been like i'll read the paper Oh, and that's, that's it. Good. And that's I just good. needed a little brain break. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a show. T- so did you listen? Do you listen to radio at all or not? No. Not right now. No, I'm, you, uh, I'm not driving anywhere right now. That's usually my time for NPR today um, at the eleven o'clock hour. So eleven to noon. Okay. Uh, Angela Davis, I believe, uh-huh. um, had a conversation with two um, a psychiatrist and a psychologist. I think. And okay. They were talking about what did they call it? Like dread doom doom scrolling and mm. like anxiety that has to do with that and just yeah. like all this intaking and yeah. it was really cool and it featured the psychiatrist is a classmate of mine <gasps> kaz formerly joyer now kaz nelson who wow. uh, was on the show which was pretty cool well that's really i know cool. i felt really cool by yeah. proxy i mean i'm totally connected to you because i know one time we went <laughs> we're to on the, we're on the facebook and <laughs> i talked to you last friends. time we were juniors in high school and yeah you moved to woodbury so you totally know that's totally yeah, a connection. we're like bffs mm-hmm. anyway yes sorry okay <clears throat> we should get to Let's our show dig right in enough about that should we dig right in <laughs> after a five minute rambling intro yeah now uh, we're gonna get started what the heck huh what the heck what yeah. well what do you want to i think we both have covid related i know what the heck's. yeah well okay so <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> What? Okay, be easy, easy. I know. Okay, so yep. Herman Cain yep. um, died from COVID in July. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which was a while ago it's now. It's a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on Sunday, 
Um, so just a couple days ago, his family. Uh-uh. I don't believe. I'm sorry. I didn't read it all the way through. And now I looked ahead. Go ahead. Finish. your. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> no, no I gotta, I'm going to look it up. Please do. Um, so his family has taken over his social media. Um, so like his Twitter account on Sunday, mm-hmm. they tweeted. It looks like the virus is not as deadly as mainstream media made it out to be. Um, I just, I feel like. You say his family? Does this, does that, yeah, was that part what, of the reporting? His yeah, family took his it family over? has taken over the Twitter account. Um, was the, was the reporting on that. And I just kind of felt like a big, what the heck? Like, I don't even know what to. Oh, it's how been to, deleted already. How to classify that? Because it just seemed like. It, wow. mm, why, why would you do? Wow. <laughs> like, I couldn't wrap my mind around why you would do that. Anyway. Well, apparently. The irony, the the weird, I don't know. That's sad. That's real I mean, weird. That's, it's sad that yeah. Herman King passed away. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest with that. Yeah. Right? No, and I mean, I'm not making light of the fact that he, I mean, he died. No. But like, this I think there tweet, was another tweet like that right away after he died too. Something similar. And it was just like, what, what the heck? Yeah. Uh, that is. And uh, my thought yeah. was, where are the handlers? And we <laughs> need to get those t-shirts made. <laughs> we need made to get those made. Because I just really, and so many things this week have been like, try to get are you kidding? message across. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's spread the word about people needing handlers. Yeah. So that tweet has been deleted. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. So apparently good. there must have been some hubbub about that. Yeah. Um, it was a big, yeah. That's what the heck. It's just weird. Why? Like, just bad taste. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Right. It seems like you should have known. Yes. There better. was a lot of hubbub about the um, the deadliness of the virus this week. Yes. Were you part of, did you see any of that since you're off the feeds? <sighs> yes. So today, like, um, I just, you know, needed to refresh to make sure I didn't miss anything for this. And oddly enough, I like it's a, tagged five more things. Like, what? Same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, saw this like now all of these fact checking things are putting out like, no, this was not falsely reported. No, right. they did not make right. up these numbers. Like, what? It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. It's real dumb. Well, mine's COVID related too. Yes. What the um, heck? I believe it was maybe Monday. I think it was mm. Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deborah Bricks. Is that how you say it? Right? Burks. Or I think Burks? it's Burks. It's Burks. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Deborah Burks, uh, who is on the White House Corona Task Force, mm-hmm. which she's checking out she's going around visiting places yeah she's doing her job yep so i was trying to balance this a little bit like <laughs> i was talking with my kids about it because they're like oh well what does that mean i'm like well, well the task force you know they're they're mostly you know as far as i can tell they're mostly legit professionals really trying hard to do some stuff but they're also hemmed in. yeah <laughs> hemmed in a little bit but anyway yeah. she came to minnesota and pretty much just gave us the what for because our uh-huh. COVID numbers are now, they've come down a little bit in the last couple of days, but we're kind of going bananas um, comparatively yeah. to how we were doing. And yes. I didn't. So my what the heck is what the heck, Minnesota, that the coronavirus, the White House coronavirus tax force yeah. has to come here and tell us we're doing a bad mm-hmm. job. I felt like that made it even worse. Right. It's stuck. That it had a to be, it was like, like a pride thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, like, I mean, I don't know. She's she's been kind of back and forth on some of this COVID stuff, and so like for her, I felt like it was even more of a sting for her to now say like, Minnesota, you suck. Yeah. Like what? It I can't I cannot imagine trying to be on that task force. Oh my and, gosh! And no. like all the politics. juggling all of the Mm-mm. things, no. you know, whatever. No. And um and I, so in that regard, I think they've been I think a lot of them have been doing yeah. admirably well. Mm-hmm 
given the circumstances. Anyway, so that didn't mm-hmm. make me feel very good, and like, nope. that was not cool. And then that was the same day they had the graphs from Minnesota cases, and they hadn't. But then, like, they had North Dakota, Iowa. Yeah. So we're doing better than them. You, well, they're doing horrible. <laughs> yeah. And we're doing better than them. But then, uh, and then, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Is what? going down, and I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. What are you doing, Wisconsin? Apparently. I don't know. Hmm. They're testing people, but they don't have, you know, they don't have a statewide mandate of mask mandate. They don't have, I mean, statewide, they have very limited uh, stuff going on, at yeah. least from my, what I can see. And I've also thought it was really interesting. They're and, all on vacation. Yeah. The Star Tribune, like it's been front page, like this Minnesota, you're trending poorly, you know, on yeah. COVID for the yeah. past few days. And um, they even called out, and I think she mentioned also the rural areas. Yes. Like, Hey, all of you who aren't taking this seriously because it wasn't showing up, like yeah. well, it's it time now. to maybe take it seriously because yeah. you're doing a crappy job. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. What, what the, the heck? heck? Mm, yeah. Corona's <laughs> dumb. Corona's dumb. We're over it we're here. Over it. We're done. Uh-huh. We're done with it. We <laughs> We'd like to move on. We're over. <laughs> okay. I wish it worked like that. Oh yeah, you know mm-hmm. that'd be great. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's dig in, huh? Yeah, let's. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about. Dun dun dun. <laughs> We need some. Certainly we not. need some great theme music. We do music. need some like, like trumpeting, some, like music. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. So we're gonna talk about conventions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little bit past now. Yeah. Because last week was was last week. The mm-hmm. art. Golly. <laughs> this year's never gonna it's end. It's been 16 years since wow. March. Yes. So that was last week. Yes. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. RNC was last week. Yep. The DNC was the week prior. Yes. Uh, national conventions. Yes. And so we're just gonna talk about that a little bit. Well, and so we, um, kind of in our conversation was like, why do we even have conventions anymore? <laughs> so um, a little bit of like the what the convention has been about, what it's sure. supposed to be about, and then maybe just a little yeah, bit of thought of on what the heck happened the, or, this year, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> all right i love it yeah so conventions oh, so yeah. i think it should be said that most people know that there is a presidential convention okay yep i'd say most people have no clue what it's actually like what it is no no uh-uh. no. no no yeah and, and myself included a little bit i don't know did you well i mean like i know what it is and i know what it but i don't yeah i don't typically follow it like no yeah like a like I should probably event. not even follow mm. sports. Never mind. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Like okay. the weather, I don't follow it. Like the weather, I don't check it five times a day. Oh, see, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe anyway. we should. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, no, I just so historically conventions were um, a way to start involving people in the process. Um, I found this really interesting. Also, it's really easy to find a crap ton of information about like why we used to have conventions <laughs> like and that's all over that's and all then, over the place and then like and then not also so much what anymore. do we do now that's not really anyway yeah um so before we started doing conventions this was like in the 1800s before that yeah. the nominations were made in secret um just kind of that good old boys club <laughs> which you know um makes sense to me because of like the way that our... Oh, you don't want the bad boys making the choices <laughs> that totally makes sense um, the good, you want the good ones no it makes sense to me in the way that that's the way all of that crap was run back then. Like, sure. we want to be the ones making our decisions. So let's grab a whiskey and a cigar and go in the room and tell you who's going to be the president. Wow. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Um, yeah. Okay. So then we started having these conventions and then the people got to choose the candidate. I like the people. The people, the people. right, through delegates. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Um, and then 
from what I was reading, it said that eventually that process was removed also. So people wanted even more of that supposed representative democracy. Um, so we started having primaries, which kind of took that nomination process away. Right. Like, it's very rare now that we would get to a convention and not know who the candidate is. Sure. Right. Which is kind of like, that's boring. Well, I mean, it's boring for maybe like a, like for watching on TV, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't like, make good television. But, I mean, it has democratized the process, right? Yes. So that uh, you don't have the good old peoples um, <laughs> making there the decisions. There definitely weren't women which there. I actually, to be honest, I get a little bit torn. Obviously, I'm not, fa- not going to say I'm in favor of like... Uh, a powerful elite group hiding in secret, making mm-hmm. all these choices. But yeah. it is the part. This is something that I like try to remind people: like the political parties are private entities, like so they can do what they want. Right? Yeah, and so, we've like, seen that. Well, I know, but yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of yeah. It's not actually like it's not a public good, if yeah. you will. It's not sure. part of the government. So they can make the rule, and they do make mm-hmm. the rules any way they want. And to some degree, that's their prerogative. Yeah. So if you don't want to be part of that, you either do one of two things: you join and try to change it, or you just don't be part of that party. Yeah. But anyway. And yes, I think that whole like topic of how much of a representative rep- representative, representative um, democracy we really are. I think um, that's a good question for another day too. But. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, because you do still have that, some of that good old boys, like that elite kind of structure well, and there. And let's like, be fair, there's definitely good old girls involved now, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, yes. Like it's not, yes. The yes. good old person. To a smaller extent, yes. yes. Yep. Um, yes. So anyway, mm, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah. So, but like also historically, all the way back to the 1800s or whatever, um, the convention is a place where people get together and we they talk about the platform and we're yes. going to talk a little bit about that. Kind of and stuff. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I have one more question before I totally oh, forget. I yeah. wanted to ask about the nomination thing mm-hmm. um, because people got totally thrown off this year because they had to go up and nominate Bernie Sanders for yeah. president, right? Right. And so that like... Well, they don't really not... Yeah, okay. Well, like... People they, got thrown off? Yeah. There was a whole bunch of like fallout. Like, pe- this is... Yeah, because anyway. people didn't... Because they don't know how it works. I had to Google it. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? Like... Um, so I had to Google that and like, oh, OK, well, that has to happen because he got so many sure. delegates or whatever. Like you have to then give him yeah. a nomination. Um, but so like we technically still do the nomination, right? Yeah. Like you're still technically receiving it. It's just we know ahead of time. And like uh, I believe the last time around, correct now, what's great is our listeners are really good at checking me on this stuff. So like the last time around with the Democratic National Convention, um, Hillary didn't win outright. She that they had to do another round of voting, so they do have multiple rounds of voting. So, yes. like, depending on which year and which party <laughs> you're talking about, because the rules change all the time, uh, which is bananas. If you win the primary, however, those delegates are assigned to that state, they're required in the Democratic one, they're required the first round of quote unquote voting to yes. vote for the people they were sent to vote for, right? Regardless of the outcome, yep. And then if somebody doesn't win by, I don't remember, is it Democratic plurality or is it is it 60%? I don't know. There's a threshold yeah. that they have to hit. They don't hit that. Then the second time around, the delegates are now free to – Yes. They're free to move about the cabin, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit – I mean, it seems kind of a little bit weird if yeah. you were just watching it, but it, it makes sense. Yes. Because that's, that's the way it's set up. Yeah. Right? Yep. Anyway. Anyway, that was new for me. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, it was new for a bunch of because there was probably a ton was, of people watching this yeah. convention that never watched before. No. 
yeah and yeah. that's a whole nother thing we talk yes farther down the line yep. but okay so anyway. then you were getting to um platforms yeah i mean a little bit I mean, so <laughs> we're kind of all over the place but like like part of the way i understand anyway uh conventions and why they're important um is like this is where a lot of the overall party work is done in terms of like ironing out platform issues oh you're smiling why are you smiling already i just read i just read one of your notes here okay anyway. great anyway <laughs> now i don't even know where i was going but sorry like, it's not like so i think for the most part when people are looking from the outside they see the conventions it's a it's a media deal it's, yes. It's it's what you see on prime time. Yep. But just like a lot of things, ninety percent of it you never see. Yeah. Unless you were there. I've never been to one. Have you ever been to one? No, but I would love to do would that. Would you like to go? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it might be just to observe. Yeah. But, but like, I think but I think that's that's the perception and, and I wrote that on here and then you wrote like a funny like nah uh um, <laughs> on here. But oh, yeah, I did conventions write that conventions seem now to just be like a giant pep rally slash infomercial like um, and it's just a it's just a really expensive, elaborate ad campaign. It seems like so like you don't see much happening in lieu of the actual like policy, actual politics kind of sure. happening. Um, and a lot of that is like because we only see the primetime version, and that is definitely an ad. And I think also this year because this is what's fresh in my mind. Yeah. Like there and really was weird. not a whole lot that happened publicly because all of it was virtual for the for the dnc anyway right. like well, all of both. that yeah yeah so anyway yeah. no and and there's definitely a lot of this work is done ahead of time too but like yeah. uh yeah what i had wrote is that it's not just pepper first of all <laughs> if you're a convention it's like putting on it's like doing a um like a business would do like a, a sale or we're gonna do a customer appreciation day yes like yes it's to appreciate our customers but also it's to have a thing to promote yeah that also other people will pick up on and promote for you, which is free. Yeah. So, like, you get four days of primetime coverage. Yeah. Like, you can't – I mean, you can practice – I mean, you can put a dollar amount on there. But, like – so there's a reason why you'd have a pep rally like that. But, yes. But what I was uh, getting to also is that I was describing a convention as – it's just like a political convention is just like any other professional convention. Mm-hmm. So if you're a psychologist or a psychiatrist or you're a doctor or if you're in the trades, like so mine is, yes. uh, there's a K-biz, it's called kitchen and bath industry, you know, whatever. They put on a, a convention every year and they bring together all kinds of, you know, um, exhibitors and stuff like that. It's not necessary to go there, but yeah. like when you do go there, it's four days long. Yeah. And all day long there's speakers you can go to training events yeah um and tons they, of free swag tons of free swag <laughs> find out what's new and that yeah. kind of stuff happens at a convention too sure. whether it's like teaching people how to you know how they're gonna get out the vote or what you know sure all of those things happen concurrently but again if you weren't there you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. know that so what i think is super interesting um or like maybe where my mind was going. I watched Mrs. America, um, the series that yes, was you keep released. mentioning and I, I know. See. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need to go watch it. Um, so it was on Hulu. I watched that at the beginning of quarantine. Um, so that's great. Um, but anyway, this was the time period where they were trying to, um, well, there was a fight for ratification of the ERA. Yeah, they're still working on that. E- yes. Yeah. Um, and so they show then um, both of these sides, like going Gloria Steinem versus, you know, the 
blonde coiffed lady. Um, <laughs> I forget her name. Phyllis. Phyllis. Um, I don't know what her last name is. Anyway, they go to the convention and they show like the inner workings of this thing and like how much work it is to get like you have to get so many people there, like a certain number has to be met to get this many votes and like all of the campaigning just to get these votes to show up at the convention. Right. And then you have like these little like groups. So if you want to, you know, hang out and chill over here um, in the room that clearly looks like they're smoking weed, you know, back in the day. Right. Whatever. Like not today. You, Definitely no, no, no weed was smoked um, maybe, at the DNC convention. Maybe next time. Yeah. Um, but it, it was just it's just super interesting. It gave it gave me kind of like that look at like the inner whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe where my mind was this year is like you don't hear about big, huge things like that where it's like a big fight to ratify something or a big fight to change like a chunk of policy because sure. because the the changes have been like we're changing some wording or we're changing like so I guess maybe it doesn't seem like it's as big of a fight needed maybe sure and maybe that's why conventions get less of a thing like because this was a really big deal back in that time right yeah, yeah. so maybe I, I think that like this year is just well it's this year it's 2020. <laughs> but like um, both of the conventions they were less about big policy ideas yeah and they were more about drawing a personal distinction between this guy or that guy yeah. way more than i have experienced in the past sure um and so you i think that that just sucked up all the oxygen in the room so there wasn't yeah. a whole you know that was a, a lot a, there of wasn't oxygen. A, a lot mm-hmm. of, a, as much room for other other stuff yeah um yeah, anyway. Yeah. But, like, another reason you have conventions, too, is to test run stuff and to test yeah. run people. Sure. Um, to build your bench, as they say in sporting language. I've heard okay. that before. Well, you mean, like, in a I be- mean, so what does that say about the bench of the Republican Party? Because, like, Well, you I didn't mean, watch the whole thing. You only focused on the eight, like, quote-unquote headline speakers, half of which were Trump's family. All of the relatives. I know, but if you looked at the list of all the speakers and watched all of them, there was a lot of you. There was a lot of representatives. There was congressmen. There was like there were sure. people. The, there were other the, people. The gun holding people from the. <laughs> they weren't there. They logged in they, or something yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about the yes. absurdities that were going on. Yeah. but I'm just saying, like, yeah. Yes. Typically speaking, it's conventions for, are like, important. Here's the up and comers right. who maybe are going to be there next time. That's how you got Barack Obama. Yes. So he he was able to get a speaking slot. I just really like him. I know, him. but like without that speaking slot, yes, he would not have run. Well, he probably would not have would gotten the nomination sure. the yeah. next time around. Yeah. Because that was like his national debut. Yeah. And whatever. So, uh, so these, so I mean, so I guess I'm trying to make the case that I think they are still important. Um, they clearly are changing. <laughs> um, and it's hard for, I mean, they're not really important to everyday people. This is what I think. It should be, maybe, though. Well, I mean, like, shouldn't I mean, we care about policy and, like, you know? Yeah, the platform a of a lot. party. That's I don't know. Lot. So if you just, I know, I mean, like I, if, I mean, it's just average, not yeah. crazy yep. people like us. Us. Yep. <laughs> um, if you were gonna watch three hours a night for three, four days in a row, and then next week do the same thing and yeah. try to intake all that, no, no, it's, no. it's too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. Um. Yes. Okay. So one of the things that I thought was really interesting, um, yeah. and I would recommend taking a look at. PolitiFact fact-checked each night of both conventions, and then they put out a summary, but they also did do a play-by, like, they left the play-by-play out there for each night, so you can go in and look at There's all no of the details. There's no way that they did a tire play-by-play. No, like, they would I have mean, ran they, out they of did internet ink. 
So they did, they did like, here's each night, and then here's like an overall summary. Sure. Right? I like the button that says, if you're like, basically, it's like, if you're short on time, yes. click here. I'm a big fan. Um, did we it, already, sorry, did we already talk about too long, didn't read T, T, how does it? T L D R? Yeah. Yeah. Talked about no. That? I just learned recently oh, what, that what that was. Yeah. And I'm not a fan. And you kind of want me I to put pissed. that on all of my book review posts? Pretty much. <laughs> I'm like that is should not be a thing. No, no. It yeah. should be. Don't that give me the highlights. Code, like, hey, Facebook and Twitter. If somebody does that, it should automatically delete the tweet. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Sidebar. <laughs> getting back to the fact checking, yeah. um, it was not a surprise to me that there were far more false claims made during the RNC, um, along with more what they call exaggerated claims um even the star tribune had to give a full page spread to point out statements which, which were completely untrue that were made i like how you the say RNC. even the star tribune like what does that even mean? i wasn't expecting the like the liberal leading star tribune um to critique I, the rnc the mm, the the star tribune like i've they've been critical of some that are not necessarily. I mean, they've been they've been critical of both. I think they're things. pretty good, but they I think are, they do a they, pretty good job. On your chart, they're gonna but lean like, left. But like to hold up a full yeah. page of like this just flat out wasn't true. First, kudos to you for actually doing that right. and being willing to like take the like oh you're just a liberal paper you know right. for doing that. But well, also I, like <laughs> that's a lot of crap. Were you doing that? Were you doing my voice? Were you doing me? Yeah, oh, you're just a liberal. That's not what I said. I just. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So fact checking. And I'm going to share those links because. You should. People need to fact freaking fact checked. Okay. Um, but what really pissed me off about the RNC mm-hmm. was that they recorded video of people and they used it for the convention without their knowledge. So there was yeah. video of a naturalization ceremony. There's video of residents of color from New York public housing. Like these people were not given any like do you have permission to use this video for your, like, and so it was just a big publicity stunt that, uh-uh, yeah. big fat no. That was, the naturalization one was, that was pretty, was pretty gross. Uh, so reportedly. I don't the, like it. There was four people who were partaking in a, a naturalization ceremony where President Trump was in attendance and it was at the White House. Um, and it was played at the, the RNC and then later it came out that they had no idea that they were being part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that isn't to say they didn't know they were going to be at the white house for this ceremony. Like, right. Like that's a thing yeah. Yeah. that sometimes, you know, that occasionally happens. People, I mean, people get selected and they get to go to the white house and it's kind of a special honor or whatever, but they didn't know. And that's pretty, yeah. Are we, just, that's where we're going. We're just going to dig into all the things that were really annoying. <laughs> No, because like no. Uh, that was really annoying to me as well. Um, there was also, I think there was a there was a like a promo video that was part of it. I don't know if you saw this one, and it was like half of it was uh, Getty images. Did you see that? I'll find it. We'll post Just that one out too. Which why? is like, what? Well, on one hand, it's fine, right? Like whatever. You're making an ad. So what do we do when we make ads? We, I mean, I've done it for my business. Sure. I need a woodworking ad. I go yep. find an image, put it in there. Is that, but like. But don't be shady. Like it I just know. seems shady. Yeah. If this is supposed to be like, tell us the truth about what you are. Mm, that's not it. Yeah. I didn't like it. 
So did how much of the RNC did you watch, or did you just watch? Oh no, not, I just not much. No, not just much. the highlight reel. I of both the of highlight them. reel. So <laughs> who's of, highlight reel? Oh, first, um, <laughs> I watched some of Trevor Noah's commentary because okay. that's hilarious. Um, and then John Oliver uh, did a recap, and sure. that was just really great. Um, but there were a few like that kept popping up in news stories, like the. The lady who um, isn't it the girlfriend who was like screaming and like yes. arms. I can't so pronounce that kept, her name right, right off the top of my head. The so girlfriend of Eric, right? Yep, Eric. Um, so she kept popping. That story kept popping up. So then I had to watch a clip of that. So like yeah. I did, I did go back and watch actual clips when things sure. like okay, this keeps popping up. I'll watch. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, but I didn't watch all of the DNC either. Like yeah. I watched, I watched Michelle Obama. I watched, you on know, repeat, like did you just I, put it on. Re- did you fall asleep oh, to it? Is that what you put it on? Your I mean, it's my new, it's my on? new lullaby. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I was actually, yeah. So I actually thought the RNC went better than I was expecting it to. I'm not okay. saying I yeah. was like a big supporter yeah. of it necessarily. Yeah. Um, but I kind of thought it was going to maybe even be more of a train wreck. Um, <laughs> Even this, maybe technically speaking. Oh, okay, but, yeah. Like I have also been reading a lot of stuff. I mean, there was a lot of that. I'm knowing how much of it was put together almost like last minute. Sure. Because because they were still more, planning on doing it in person. Right. So yeah. more than the DNC, the DNC had already committed for a yes. long time that they were going to do this remotely, and so they've been working on it. Yep. You know, we the RNC was going to have it in. Uh, where were they going to be in North um, Carolina? North and then Carolina, Florida. and then it was Florida, and then they're going to split it, and then they're doing it. So yeah. like it was just. Um, all over the place um yeah and we covered it in a different episode i think uh i was more annoyed not more annoyed i was very annoyed at the use of the white house um as like a place for so i was i was like almost okay so melania does her speech right yeah okay so So she does it from the rose garden that's where we had stopped talking that was like kind of mm, on the edge yeah like i wouldn't have done it but right like okay but then <laughs> but then and then when he and i knew he was going to take his do his trump was going to do his acceptance acceptance speech at the white house i had no idea oh my goodness that it was going to be like that because i was imagining so here was i was imagining he was going to come out you know um and maybe be in one of the rooms he's in a ballroom maybe maybe he's back in the rose garden i don't know sure certainly not from the uh Oval Office, which he didn't do, so that's good. Um, I did not <laughs> expect to see a full-scale like event erected on the front lawn. Yeah, of the People's House with the big signs. Nope. And Mm-mm. like, like I could almost have stomached it more if he had been. Re- he could have been in the same place, and I still would have thought it was bad. But I would be like, eh, if he was, it was just him. Oh, you know, yeah. giving a speech. No way would he do it. I, <laughs> I know, too, but that's like, too, that's too it was it was grotesque. I thought it, it was really, really it was terrible. It was mm-hmm. really not cool at yeah. all. Um, and I'm sort of shocked that more. Maybe I'm not shocked. I shouldn't be shocked that more conservative type like this is this is they're feeding into that why like no but this would normally be our bread and butter in terms of outrage like this would just send us through the roof because part of being a conservative is having like almost a sacrosanct like yeah uh, reverence for the institutions yes and the places yeah like there we don't do this here no we do it over here we will knife fight you in the back yeah that's fine (laughs) But, but not, not here, not on here. the front line. Right. 
I anyway, so I was really, really that was, was really, really off-putting. Gross. Yeah, that to put it mm. mildly. And and okay, so throughout like the initial campaign and throughout his presidency, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of stretch commentary about like how you know authoritarian regime right. kind of whatever but this paints that kind of picture especially as he's up there preaching about um we want to teach american exceptionalism yeah we want to teach yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. so you're feeding that narrative and i just it was real gross it, i didn't like it it's interesting to me because conservatives generally speaking um are gonna skew authoritarian in terms of like we believe in like structure in order in like you know like whatever it like reagan peace through strength you know like that kind of like we that that reverberates with us but okay. we also used to have a real <laughs> like not like mussolini style mm-hmm. like the not the man if that makes any sense or the woman um but like the system, which is that's why I'm like this. This, this yeah. is my biggest beef here is that you're just you want to tear down it, not tear down, whatever. Anyway, yes, it was disappointing, and I'm not cool with that. No, I will say on the Repu- on the Democratic side, um, and I know that. Well, whatever, I'll just say it anyway. Like, I was disappointed. Okay, first of all, theirs was waste liquor. The the, the DNC, yes, yeah, DNC. Yeah. You, there was some stuff or whatever some weird parts there was some stuff well i mean like there's some weird parts and some people do better at like giving a speech to an empty room than other people or whatever um but uh i was a disappointed in how much they how do i put it (laughs) i think they they got kind of like too trumpy i think they did Mm. it and, and i know that there's lots of commentary about like um barack obama or michelle obama speeches they're like well they didn't say anything you know they didn't say anything that wasn't true or whatever it is but it was really like that's so going back to traditionally now Mm -hmm. obviously your opponent always is going to come up in these types of speeches yeah but traditionally it's more about it's the pep rally Mm -hmm. yay us Mm -hmm. we can do xyz these are the things we want to accomplish look at what we've already accomplished and not just and that's where we talked about like how this was a weird year yeah just trying to paint the other person as horrible yeah like and i'm not anyway so i i was a little disappointed because like the the whole when they go low we go high thing which they didn't i mean they went like medium i mean they didn't go (laughs) they didn't go all the way well i mean they didn't go like super mud they didn't go the same level yeah um no yeah no i i i agree with that (laughs) um but i don't care because it felt good i love i just love her anyway no but I wonder if the rationale is more about, like, we don't need to persuade Democrats, right? Like, we don't need to do a pep rally because they already hate the fact that Trump is there and they want him out, maybe. Like, is it maybe this is, like, somehow we have to get through to these people who are, like, wishy-washy or, like not sure or you know what i mean like yeah. is it is it maybe the target audience i don't i don't know because i i agree with you wouldn't i wish that, wouldn't that be an interesting conversation to be in that room when they're like yeah here's the strategy we're gonna we're going right. after these people yeah and i i mean and i think i think that's trump's game too is like totally nasty attacking yeah i mean whatever and i don't love that but i'm just wondering like 
where that's coming from. Like, yeah. if are you looking think, at the target audience and saying like we need to somehow get through to them yeah. that Trump isn't doing well for them? I I don't know. I think I think actually that's some uh, similarity that both of the the <laughs> both of the conventions had in terms of like. Um, playing to their base, but not just playing to their base, but trying to motivate them to make sure that they show up. So like what you're talking about is Mm -hmm. like, I mean, a lot of time in the DNC was spent on making sure that, uh, well, it's trying to do both things, right? Like making sure people didn't think that Biden was super crazy liberal, but also like, don't worry, he's super crazy liberal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the people who would be, you know, the Bernie supporters or the people on the on the more progressive fringe yes. who are they're worried they're gonna sit it out. Yeah. They just hammered you home. Have to you have appeal to, to them. show last yep. time you didn't show up. Yep. For look our look what happened. And look what happened. <laughs> and we cannot tolerate this again. Yeah. So you have to and so those are the people that you're talking to. And like but for me, so like for me who's a who's a conservative, never voted for a Democrat in a in a, a presidential election ever. Yes. Um what I'm looking for which there weren't necessarily, but what I'm looking for is like, you have to, as Milani would say, I need you to be best. Like, <laughs> right? But you know what I mean? Like, yes, I need yes. you, like, I have to set aside a many yes. a thing to get myself yeah. to this point. And so do me a favor because one of the only things, not one of the, one of the legs that I'm standing on right now is that, is the like decency and character thing. Yeah. So you better show up with those things because yes. if you don't, that you're gonna lose people like me sure and maybe there's no maybe i'm the only one no you're not and i and i think that that's like you need to divide that message somehow balance right. those two things um because that's the group like yes you need to get these progressives to like show up and like don't just sit this one out right whatever but also you need to get these people from the middle to say like here's why this is the better choice right now yeah um and i, I mean i think that they're doing that um in like kind of the public sphere like you know there was a big oh. thing that came out this week like 500 faith leaders came out like yep. Nobel prize, prize winners, winners whatever winners. like so so these large like public groups mm-hmm. are coming out and saying that but i think yeah for the average joe voter um the joe, <laughs> joe six pack joe, joe six pack right wow. um i just i mean you gotta throw it back sometimes but i think for yes for the average voter like you need to appeal to that i would agree with that sorry you said average Joe, so now I have all I can see is that video that I sent you of the like <laughs> the Daily Show, Joe Biden acceptable under the circumstances. Well, oh man, it was so dead on funny. It was hilarious. That was really funny. Anyway, okay, so, so so yeah, uh, I mean, anyway, the pandering thing on the other side, <laughs> yeah. like you're talking about who the DNC sure. is pandering to. I think it it rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, and the pantsuit politics ladies did a rundown of this, and I think it really resonated with me. Um, where they said that the RNC, and not just at the convention, but the Republican Party right now, is definitely pandering to, like, my group, right? Like they're they're looking at sub- which group, like your group, white women, like you know, with with kids, oh, and sure. like here's the the suburban housewives, yeah. as President Trump would call them. Exactly. Yes. I mean, I don't live in a suburb, but you know, it's and a you're little not more technically rural. Technically, a housewife, <laughs> right? But you know what with I your mean, dang like, job and everything. I know. Um, what are we doing working? Um, but like, here's all the things you need to be afraid of. And don't you want to just maintain the status quo kind of messaging? Um, there's danger around every corner, right? And right. I'm the only person that can protect you from that. I don't like that. Um, that doesn't resonate with you? No, no. I really don't. I really don't like that. 
Um, and then also, like, if I um, one of the things that they pointed out was that there were many subtle messages kind of, like, winking at you that said, I know you don't like the guy. Right. But it's about abortion, right? Like, these little, and I'm like, just don't do it. I don't, <laughs> just don't do that. Um, because you're just poking these two things, like, you know, the, the, the fear and then this abortion issue, like, right. If, as long as we can just remind you that that's what you should vote for us for, right? I don't, I don't like that. No, I do, I do feel. So I will say a nice thing about the Democratic. No, like, I do feel on the whole, from what I saw, there was more of an effort and posture to quote, as people like to say, quote unquote, grow the base. Um, it appears to me that the Republican strategy, they're not interested in that at all they're only no they have determined which they're probably correct so i mean it's a smart play even if it whatever yeah uh they just need to turn out the people who are already on their yeah. team yeah we're not trying um, to convince anyone new no yeah we're not trying to so they're either trying to convince they're just trying to convince the people who already voted or maybe the people who voted last time and are wavering now yeah. and like we just have to push this over the finish line yep which is where you get i mean you're gonna that's why they push those two buttons because those yep. are hugely motivating for many many people yes and so like yeah no it was it certainly i didn't think i didn't come necessarily definitely didn't come away from the rnc like going like whoo like America, <laughs> um, Woo! right? I even though the DNC I thought was a little nastier than I would have liked it to be, it did have more of a you know the better days ahead kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was also just, I mean, so obviously everybody's been talking about it that it's all this COVID online. You know, having it online, I think there's gonna be some like in the future. Like I think you had put like, is is this gonna be the end? <laughs> like, is this the end? Yeah. I don't think so. I think you're still going to have them. Mm-hmm. They're never going to be the same. Right. And they're never going to be like this one. Like, Let's hope I think not. there's, well, I mean, I just yeah. think there's going to be the, there's definitely going to be, we're going to take some things and learn from it. Yeah. Um, maybe it doesn't need to be a four night. Sure. Extravagant. I don't yeah. know. Or like more of the ability to, um, be comfortable with, uh, doing the, zoom type things or yeah, the pre-recorded look how much things. money you can save right right and like you can cool so even though i thought it was boring it was the dnc's version of the roll call was more interesting yeah. than the rnc's sure. version of the roll yeah. call and for someone just watching from home like if you're gonna you would nobody would have ever actually watched the roll call let's just no. put it that no like, but now you can do some of these other things yes, and you can put them online and yep. somebody might watch it three days later or whatever. Or they'll zoom through and they'll just want to see their state, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it, was everybody cool. was like, the roll, DNC roll call is still amazing. And I was like, well, it's really kind of cheesy and boring. But but it was cool. I mean, but, creative. Creative. Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk just a little bit about these platforms, right? <laughs> As if we so okay. I want to make sure everybody knows we are not experts of what is actually in the platform. Oh my gosh! Because there's only no. two people who are probably experts of those, and the ones that wrote them. Yeah. But no. Anyway. So what I what I found was interesting, and again, I'm not a student of either of these things, but there was a lot of news right ahead of the RNC yeah. that they were not putting out a platform. Like yeah. nothing was happening. We're going to be about Trump. That's it. Yeah. Did that like 
Did it bother you or were you expecting that? No, yes and no. Yes and no. So there's, I think, a lot of, there's so much reporting going on right now that's just Mm -hmm. like, um, I am, again, I will keep repeating that I am not a fake news guy, but sometimes you're not doing yourselves any favors. (laughs) So what really happened, which is notable, so I'm not trying to downplay it, but it's not that the RNC doesn't have a platform. They're just using the one from the last time. Right, yeah, they didn't put on a new one. Right. Right, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. But, but, like, that's that's the way it was reported. Sure. For at least, well, pretty much all the time, but at least the first few days was like, oh, they put out a statement. I have it right here. It's a one-page statement. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's just whatever Trump says, so that's what the platform is. I'm yeah. Like, that's not really what happened. It's a resolution to say we're just going to use the same one from last yeah. time. Is that lame? I mean, yeah. Yeah. But it's not the same as, like, we know the RNC no longer has a platform. No, no. Um, and also, like, be careful in the spots in the platform where you actually called out the former president as being terrible and, like, all the stuff you need to fix. Because, P.S., like, now you're the former president. Oh, it wasn't Obama. There was <laughs> – like, so that was uh, – so that was my uh, my notes I wrote down so for the RNC is, like, you know, they use the same one as 2016. And my two things, like, that I think is most telling is one is what it actually shows is that there is really deep conflicts within the RNC itself. Um, about what the platform should be. Oh, interesting. So, like, part of the reason they didn't do it is because, like, the only thing going back to their uh, going back to the comment about like their strategy for the election, all they have is their base and solidarity. The only thing they have mm-hmm. is like holding the pieces together. <laughs> sure. We can't afford to have any kind of like bickering or fighting about what we're going to change or put in or take out of the platform mm. right mm-hmm. so that's like one thing it's and too then risky. the other part is that trump it he does he does not adhere to the platform right it's he gonna be whatever really he says. care about the platform yeah, no. it's whatever and he wants he will just go around and so like kind of like what's the point right so we'll it just, doesn't matter right we'll now. just rubber stamp the last one because that was fine. And, <laughs> you know, nobody's reading it anyway. Right. Literally nobody's reading it. Yeah. Except for me now because yeah. I have to read it for the show. <laughs> but uh, so that was, you know, so anyway, there's a little bit of reporting, like some yes. uh, annoying reporting. Yes. Um, misleading can i say it's misleading there you go is that okay yeah it's just not the full picture sure Um, we need context but if you already think that the rnc is totally like given up on everything and and like that's how you would report it i mean yeah yeah so that's do we have any do we have any dnc platform questions well i mean (laughs) no so i'm and i i need to go in and actually look um, you don't want to. It's uh, 80 pages long. I know, but I want to look at it. Sure. Um, but what, like, the commentary that I'm reading is, like, yeah, they did some language updates, that kind of a thing. Um, but they added pieces that, like, should maybe be about something but really aren't. Like, criminal justice was the one that I was reading um, okay. about, like, hey, we added language about this. But you didn't really take it far enough that it's actually going to be about Act, you know, yeah. like meaningful criminal justice reform. Um, and so I think it's just like we want to be all inclusive of all the people and hold all the people in our little umbrella, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so like language for all of that. And yeah. okay, what does that actually mean in playing out? I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that we're trying to hold together or like bring in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like, you know, like that core group, like on the Republican side right now, I think the DNC is like, we want everyone to feel like you have a home here. Right. And how do we possibly make it language that makes you feel that way? Sure. 
I don't know. And like to be like for again, the what is the purpose of having a party platform like for most people again, like voters on the street, it really it really doesn't matter that much. Yeah. But, you know, it's supposed to be kind of like it's not a perfect it's not a policy book where it's like these are all the things we're going to do unless sometimes occasionally they will have some initiative that they're going to put in there that this is a major thing but otherwise it's mostly like we want clean air and like we want you know like yeah but it should be like a structural guiding principle so you can try to understand uh what this party as a unit i mean i was thinking about this like how insanely hard it would be for either party to like to juggle like so you have a you have a president right so they're like your leader Mm -hmm. they're elected by the whole country and then you're supposed to put together like your party platform that's supposed to represent the whole country Mm -hmm. but then so they're like so you have like a coach and then you have a playbook but then all the players are elected from different tiny pods of people yeah. who have their and own and they're on different teams they're on different i mean yeah. they're, and they're like even if you're on the same team you're like i'm not really on that team maybe i'm yeah. a, I'm a democrat from coal country so i'm not on board with that yeah I mean, it's just like what a nightmare yeah it's actually a miracle that anything ever gets done <laughs> uh anyway does so anything ever it's get harder done? than mm-hmm. yeah did yeah. you see did you see they did put out the republicans did a put out uh the trump administration put out a two-page bullet point of this was yeah. supposed to be, I think, so, generally like a replace. I think like <laughs> kind of like a replacement for the party platform. But um, yeah, they're yeah. gonna eradicate COVID nineteen. I think that's great. That's uh, a wonderful uh, idea. Uh huh. Develop an act a vaccine by twenty twenty and return to normal in twenty twenty one. Enough said. And legitimately, like all they said. <laughs> well, they also said make all critical medicines and supplies for healthcare workers in the United States. You have to make them here, and refill stockpiles and prepare for future pandemics. That's a good Jeez, idea. That one I think is. That's a great yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Nothing about testing. Nothing about. Nope. No. Nope. Anyway. No. There's that's, a lot of things missing from that. I'm just gonna that. put that aside. I'm that's sorry. for another day. I'm sorry for you. Anyway, so Mike, I'm I mean, really you excited can come that we're over underneath our umbrella where we just want everyone to be a part and everyone can be here. You, you you're welcome uh, here. Uh, <laughs> no, I and now I got to look through your um, your umbrella a little bit more. Yeah. But like but again, like so that's also something. So I will bring this back. Whether whichever side you're going to necessarily vote on. Um other than like so as you get close again sort of like my pyramid of mm-hmm. like my conservative efforts right um as you get closer to yourself i think you should allow yourself more flexibility in terms of dogmatic like i vote for this party mm. i vote for that party and i think that there might be more of that never mind i was gonna say i think that might be more of that coming in the grand sure. scheme of things as we go forward but now i'm thinking like no i've been thinking that for 20 years and everybody <laughs> just votes republican or democrat and that's the way it is i know but like it really yeah. does like the closer you get so like i'll take it all the way back down to to um jordan rasmussen and Brittany johnson right yeah. like so they're two different parties or whatever yeah but they you should feel less like change to your party when you get to that level oh sure particularly okay. when you have two candidates like that who are like they're both young they're both smart they both seem to have their, their sure you know the best in mind for whatever they seem to be open to listening mm-hmm. 
anyway i think i think where it gets stuck and maybe we've talked about this a little bit before is that unfortunately like at this level you think like oh it doesn't matter quite as much but, but then it they, does but then they go to a state house where then it's like yes nope we're having all the republicans vote this way and all the democrats are voting this way and then it's not like oh well it's only gonna be about that you know like i, I know i think there's so much yuck in our system that it doesn't end up playing out like that yeah <laughs> Yeah. Let's, let's okay. Talk let's talk about something, something nice. nice. <laughs> All right, you're up. Oh, well, you don't have to watch the conventions for four more years, so that's nice. That's nice. We don't even have to talk. Well, we We're, we can put it. We'll, I mean, yeah. We'll probably keep talking about it. Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. Where did I put my? What nice? is nice? What is nice? How did I put find my nice? Oh, this is. Well, should I go? You, ours are kind of connected, sort of. I'll do yeah. my first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Me first. Me first. Me first. Uh, so my nice is that movie theaters are starting to reopen. I don't know. Maybe if you're listening in New York or California, maybe they're not. Mm, I don't yeah. know. In Minnesota and in the Midwest, a lot of them are. I think AMC theaters are starting to open. Yeah. And the one in our town is owned by a uh, like a Midwest chain. Mm-hmm. And they opened this week. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you want to go, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a big it's movie exciting. person. Yeah. I love movies. Um, I worked at a movie theater for years when oh, I was in high school Oh, I didn't know that about you. Oh, yeah. I was the manager at the movie theater in wow. town. I know. It was great. I watched so – anyway, I love movies. So more importantly, be- partly because the theaters are open, movie studios yes. are now starting to release movies that have been held up for months. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I'm excited because, honestly, I'm starting to run out of stuff. I mean, it's yeah. shocking with how much stuff there is, but I'm running yeah. out of stuff. I need some new movies, yes. So I need some new movies. And that was kind of a little bit disappointing, like as some of these theaters are opening up and they're playing like movies. Old that movies? Were, like, no, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Anyway, yes. No, that's super exciting. No. And some yeah. of them are even, you know, like we're probably going to get more subscription services or something. Because yeah. I think like Disney Plus now has like a Disney Plus premium. Yeah. Which I have to get because Mulan is going to be. Know. And that looks awesome. And, like, how long do I have to wait before it's just on Disney Plus, right? Like, you paid a little bump for Hamilton right away, and then you get right. what? Yeah. They, so. they totally are going to make bank because I'm going to oh, pay it. Yeah. In 1984, I want to see uh, uh, the Wonder Woman, the second Wonder Woman is coming Ooh. out, but that's on HBO Max, and now I got to get see, HBO Max. And HBO Max, we talked about the West Wing reunion, yes. the Friends reunion, um, all these, they're coming out on HBO Max. I don't want to get HBO Max, but yes. Anyway, so movie theaters are opening. Okay. I don't know if I'm going nice. to go to a movie. No. But it's nice. But it's nice that they are. New movies are coming out. That's great. So Eventually. That's nice. That is really nice. Yeah. You? Okay. You. Um, so first, like partially <laughs> a what the heck. Um, yeah. Because Chadwick Boseman, um, I mean, whatever, 2020, like you just don't have enough. No. You're making it real bad. Um, so it's terrible that he died. Um, and But to find out that he has been working on all of these incredible films recently while silently dealing with cancer and going through treatment and stuff at the same time, yeah. that's mind-blowing to me. <sighs> um, so we were just talking about this. We both watched Black Panther yes. again um, within the last in, couple of in days. In memory of. Yeah. And um, like watching those fight scenes and just, I mean, whatever. It was a very active It's an active of, movie. But I'm and thinking he's like, and he's, and he's sick. Like yeah. I just, it, it was... He's so incredibly talented, um, and I just—it's been really cool to watch tributes kind of pouring out to him yeah. and his work. Um, also cool, I thought ABC—they um, aired Black Panther with no commercials, Yay. and they made it a really big deal, like commercial-free. Like that was a really big, 
deal. Well. Anyway, and then um, they followed that with a tribute to him um, called A Tribute to a King. Oh. Um, all the feels, whatever. It's just, yeah. So, I mean, was nice. there was some nice, yeah, some nice I mean, it was tributes sad, to him. Super sad. Did, um, I, I texted my sister, like, while we were watching the movie because I was crying. Of course, yeah. Like, all over the place. <laughs> and I'm also like, I can't ever complain about anything again. Like, no. Because he did all this stuff and never made it. I'd never heard anything about it. Like never. basically kept it under wraps. Nope. Didn't have a clue. Nope. Yeah. And then did you see the the Denzel Washington thing floating around then? Like that he paid for his school? Yeah. Oh. That, I mean, I Just. guess that was old. I guess that came, he talked about it at a speech like a year ago, but yeah. I was like, and so that I, popped up again and I'm just like, so there is there is lots of good. There's good in the world. There is lots of yeah. good. Yeah. That's uh. good. And all like all these pictures floating around of the little boys like it, you know, like with their arms crossed, and, yeah. you know, like whatever. Um, it's really cool. I will say that I felt when I first saw Black Panther, I thought I was, um, I'm not going to, I'm not woke. That's not me. <laughs> but like I somewhat understood the significance of this movie. Oh, um, I yeah. didn't know. I never read any of the comic books, even the Black Panther ones or any sure. of the other ones. But like I had read enough about it to know like that this what the Black Panther comic book meant to the mm-hmm. to the African American community, yeah, um, or the Black community. I, I can't remember which way I was supposed to say that, but anyway. Um, so <laughs> I thought, like, going into it the first times I watched it, because now I probably watched it like four times, but uh, I was open to that. Having now gone through this summer and done a lot of the talking and thinking and reading that we've done. Watching that movie again was actually more powerful yep. to me because I was like, it kind of hit me a little more yep. about mm-hmm. what a big deal that was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and even just some of the themes of the movie, I felt like oh, yeah. I was I was totally. more aware of like, oh, I totally didn't catch some of that the first time. And um, yeah, no, it was excellent. No, it was good. So Chadwick Boseman, you, yeah. were, you were nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen.